listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 52, Bill Sangri. Corvettes, Model A's, Hemi Cudas, this car guy has all the toys. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, Darren introduces you to Bill Sangre a restoration veteran who has an incredible garage that is not only nicer than most houses, this massive space holds, among others, his 2016 Corvette Z06, a 1970 Hemi Cuda, and a rare Mustang SVO. Listen in to Bill's fascinating story and hear about his car collection, along with his experience with the National Corvette Restore Society. In addition to many years with the NCRS and racing Corvettes, Bill volunteers at the AACA Museum in Hershey each week. Preparing for an upcoming exhibit, Bill is curating Hemi engines of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds for a forthcoming display. You'll want to check it out. Did I mention that Bill's garage is so nice? It has multiple car lifts, a 21-foot ceiling, a lounge area with leather recliners, and a full bathroom with shower and laundry facilities. Well, pull up a chair and meet CFC friend and colleague, Bill Sangry. So, let's get revved up. Hello, Cubers, and welcome back to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. So glad you're back with us this week. We can't wait to jump into this one. It's going to be a little longer than normal, but trust me, it is well worth it. Bill is the coolest guy. He has seen and done some amazing things. His garage is nicer than most people's houses. Uh, it's just a great episode, and I'm really excited for you to be part of that. Uh, with that, wanted just to say, if you haven't had a chance... Definitely subscribe, go out, uh, rate, review. That certainly helps us, allows us to grow and do more things as a Cars of Carlisle community and makes you part of that Cuber family. So if you would do that through iTunes, that would be tremendous. And share all about the podcast. Get the word out there to your friends, your car clubs, your family members, your your coworkers, whoever it might be. We want to open this up to anyone and everyone and continue to grow. So with that, let's also jump into a big thank you to our sponsor, and that would be Man Engineering out of Santa Clara, California, man-engineering.com for the very best in Subaru high-performance aftermarket parts. Check them out. And the trivia question, I don't want to lose sight of that. Let's. It's a, one of the cars that happens to be in Bill's garage, and Bill has some amazing vehicles. For one thing, the C7Z06 is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Um, the 70 Cuda, there's just some great vehicles on his property. But I wanted to pay homage to a car that uh, was important to Bill uh, and his his sons, and that is a 1984 Mustang SVO. So the trivia question is quite simply, what do the letters or the acronym SVO stand for? We'll get more to that at the end of the show. So let's head to Bill's garage. Enjoy. 
Well, hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am just south of Carlisle, just about three, four miles out of town, and I am spending the evening in an incredible garage with my new friend, Bill Sangri. Bill, welcome. Oh, thank you, Darren. Been, been looking forward to it. Well, thank you. This has been uh, definitely an interview I've been looking forward to. And uh, Bill has, is a man of many, many talents, and we're going to get into that tonight, talking about how he... Uh, works down in Hershey on every Wednesday at the museum and in the in the garage here alone every vehicle anyone would be honored to have and and uh, we're gonna try and feature some photos and things on Instagram and Facebook but Bill I think let's let's start if nothing else with just how did you become a car guy or did you come out that way no I didn't come out that way okay uh, I had an interest in things mechanical my father was a, a machinist and they kind of instilled that in me mm -hmm. but uh, when I was a kid, you know, Dad would be taking the car off to get points and plugs, and I didn't even what the heck are points and plugs. Um, so, uh, out of necessity, uh, when I when I left home, and uh, out of necessity, became a oh, if you need the tire changed, or I ended up buying a TR3. I learned how to mm -hmm. balance balance uh, carburetors on that, mm -hmm. and uh, so I was out of out of necessity, and and. But there was one formative thing, and, and I don't know when this happened. I was a, a young kid, and uh, and this is really how it got started. We were coming up 15 mm -hmm. from from Maryland up to Pennsylvania. Uh, at least I think it was 15, and we came up on, I think, a Model A. Okay. And so I, re I had that vision, had that vision at the time, and said, you know, I'd like to have a car like that sometime. Mm -hmm. I like the, well... Now fast forward, uh, I, I get married, I graduated from, graduated from school, uh, from college, I moved up to New Jersey, uh, and we move into a garage apartment, and shortly after that, I'm looking out the window and looking across the neighbor, and there's an old Model A there. Well, it, the Model A was being winterized and being put away, and... Um, Oh, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, so I asked around, I said, oh, no, no, uh, Mrs. Will never sell it. She said, no, no, no. And I got the, I learned that it was her, her husband's car. And uh, he had died, and her father was driving it. Um, several months later, I'm out walking the three-month-old. Okay. And, and it was in the spring. And I asked her, um, Mrs. Willett, you got that old car in the garage? Yeah, yeah. Well, it turned out her, her father had died by that time. Mm -hmm. Now, just as background, Mr. Willett, when he bought the car, he bought the car in 1930. He died in 1931. Mm -hmm. So here was this Model A coupe. Um, and to make a long story short, I said, I, I, I knew that people had said she'd never sell. I said, Mrs. Willett, uh, would, would you sell the car? And she looked at me, and she said... Uh, what would you do with it? I said, I'd restore it. And she said, you wouldn't make it a hot rod. No, ma'am. And she said, you're building a house and moving away. You're going to move down county. And I yeah, okay, there it goes. I said, uh, yes, ma'am, that's what we're going to do. We're going to mm -hmm. do that. We're going to, we're going to move in, mm -hmm. the, in the summer. She said, okay, it's yours. Wow. I mean, there I am. And now my problem was, how much do I pay for it? Sure. Well, it was... She, she, no, you, you pay me what you think it's worth. So there was a little bit of a, mm. uh, well, I put together what I felt was reasonable for her and what I could afford mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and bought it. 
And then, uh, so that was in 67. And so then I started restoring it. And we actually finished restoring it in 74. Okay. And um, I still have the car. Uh, so I'm technically the third owner. That's but I believe amazing. I'm the first owner. But that's where I began to learn about restoration. Mm -hmm. um, and in the shop here, what you see is uh, a lot of restoration work that I've done. But I don't do body and paint here. I have done body and paint. Mm -hmm. uh, I painted the 63 Corvette that we talked about earlier a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. and uh, But but I, I only paint small parts. Okay. I got a... I got a paint booth. I got a closet over there that I use as a paint booth. I was going to say, maybe we could just pause and do a quick segue. For those that, uh, how many official bay, like what bay would you say this is? How many? Because you've got the lifts. Well, you I, I, stack. Yeah, I, this is 42 feet deep okay. and 52 feet wide. Okay. Uh, over behind me, we have two bays for the everyday cars. Mm -hmm. That's where the truck's parked and mm -hmm. uh, the Buick is parked. But uh, over here, where we have the lifts, and I've got you know, two two backyard buddies, which are really storage lifts, and then as uh, I've got a rotary uh, two post asymmetrical lift that I use. That that's my work bay. Mm -hmm. So that that bay uh, is 40, 40 feet deep. Okay. Usually only has one car in it. That's a bay I try to keep uh, clear as much as I can. Right now it's got the Hemi on it. Um, but you know it's on the because I'm doing a lot of stuff underneath. Mm -hmm. Put the suspension. We just put the engine, the transmission in it. Yeah, I'll put those pictures out. A couple of weeks. Uh, well, about four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, if anybody out there has ever put a hemispherical engine into one of these e-body cars, it's a tight fit. <laughs> it is really, really tight. <laughs> it's just it's not easy. Did and, you sneak uh, some Crisco out from the kitchen? <laughs> and I tell you, it was. Well, it took four of us, okay. one guy under each fender and one guy looking in the top, negotiating, well, I need a 16th of an inch. Wow. Because uh, the, as the car, the car was sitting on the lift, the body was sitting on the lift, mm -hmm. and as, as it came down, the engine was sitting on a narrow dolly. So the engine didn't go up, the, mm -hmm. the car came down, but as the car came down, the engine moved left and right. And if anybody would... Not to sell the other thing, but yeah. graveyard cars on on television, you you see them mm -hmm. you see them do that, mm -hmm. and it, and if you see that, you'll see oh yeah that four forty not a problem, mm -hmm. the four twenty six Hemi is tight, wow. really really tight. Now this car I had a lot of trouble with it uh, when we put it in because I had the power steering unit on it. Uh, I had put the engine in the car before mm -hmm. uh, when we were doing the body work. And didn't have a problem. I mean, yeah, I had to do this, mm -hmm. shift it right, shift it left. Mm -hmm. But we ended up, had to pick the car back, pick the body back up again, take the power steering unit on, and then put the car back down. And then it took me seven hours after that to figure out how to get down power, get the power steering in. Uh, just a side issue is one of the things you have to do and pick this up on mm -hmm. graveyard cars. And people ask me, is there anything value in that show? Well, you, you put up with all of... Yeah. Pardon me, Mark. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there's always something there, and one of the things that they said is, <laughs> you go put the Hemi in. In fact, it's any engine, this way, because they go in from the bottom. Uh, you need to put the rear end in first, because otherwise it might fall off the lift. Uh, yeah, 
you need to counterbalance. You need, you need to counterbalance it. How about you need that? to counterbalance. Okay. And I, you know, rear rear end spring assembly, oh, probably weighs 300, 400 pounds, something yeah. like that, maybe. But you're going to put damn near a thousand pounds in the front there, and and being the asymmetrical lift, all of that weights out in front of mm -hmm. it. So, mm -hmm. so we did that, and we didn't have any trouble with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, now, um, of course, what what went in there was the engine, the transmission. Mm -hmm. uh, and all the front suspension, all the steering brakes on the front end. So that whole unit was a sub-assembly that went, that went in. Um, right now it doesn't have a drive shaft in it. I have to have that rebuilt. I have to actually have to have to shorten. Just a bit about that, about yeah, this car. Please, for those that That's listening. a 1970 uh, Hemi Kuda, a real uh, R car. Mm -hmm. and the, the fifth digit is an R. And, and that's the kind of stuff that you end up learning Sure. Um, and, and I'll come back to that as the story of this, one of the interesting story of the car. But uh, where was I? Where was I headed with that? Oh, it's a it's a real Hemi, um, one of six hundred and something. Okay. It's a, a low option car. It's an automatic car. Um, it's, it's got AM radio. Beautiful uh, black over and, black. It's black, and I think I I don't have a build sheet for it. I got the the fender tag, mm -hmm. so I know what that was. And there's uh, there's no evidence on the fender tag. I should say, yeah, there's no code on the fender tag for the black stripes on it. Okay. But uh, as you saw on the on the Corvette, I'm a yeah. black on black kind of guy. Uh, so and black's my color. You, the, yeah, the truck. You, you can't see the SVO because it's got a bag over it, but it's a black car. Okay. The truck's black, so all my trucks have been black. So the Model A's got black fender. So black kind of, <laughs> and my trailer's black. So people say. And I don't worry about it. I mean, if it gets dirty, it gets dirty. That's, That's what right. they make hoses for. That's right. <laughs> so, well, you know, just you wash it, and sure. I don't get really wound up about when it. When they're pretty, or when they are clean, it's the prettiest. They don't stay, they don't stay clean long. And, uh, and you came back to my house, I got a eighth of a mile stone driver, right. so they don't stay clean very long. Right. Um, but the, um, the, I, came, I came upon the car, mm -hmm. uh, my um, college, college friend Jack was down visiting us when we lived in Northern Virginia and he said uh, Bill um, Michael's got a car that you might be interested in Michael was my god is my godson okay and I said okay you know Michael why would I be interested in the car well well Uncle Bill it it's got an R in the fifth digit and I went oh you have my attention you got my attention <laughs> And that conversation ended up with the following st statement. Michael, when you are ready to sell the car. Now, he was, I think, the seventh owner. Um, always spent his whole life in uh, North Shore of Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and it was always owned by guys that worked at auto dealers, gas stations, or parts work. So it was well-maintained. And, and it was used. It, it was used. Yeah. Well used. And, okay. Uh, and I, I said, when you go, when you plan to sell it, when you want to sell it, you call me, you tell me what, right, what the right to check out. Mm -hmm. I said, there's no negotiation in this. I'm not going to bug you about it. When you want to sell the car, you call me. And he called me, and I wrote the check out. And two weeks later, I could have sold it for three times that. Wow. So, but that was in 1990. Uh, <laughs> and I finally took the car apart in 2003. The car was apart when we moved up here in 2004. Uh, the body work was being done uh, by a friend of mine down in uh, Broadway, uh, Broadway, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And because it was on the North Shore, 
it rusted both ways. Oh, it boy. rusted up and rusted down. That worst. I literally, I've got a parts car, uh, 73 Barracuda down in the barn, and that came from Erie wow. be, because the top was good. Wow. That, that's back before, and my, my restoration has been so long that the reproduction parts have come available, mm. you know, like full quarters and tops. Mm. But, you know, I went and paid $3,000 for a parts car mm-hmm. to get the top. To cannibalize. And, yeah, to cannibalize. You know, and, and the A-pillar. The A-pillar the A and okay. the header bar wow. were, were gone. So there was a lot of work. Luckily, the structure of the car, other than the A-pillar on mm-hmm. the driver's side, the structure of the car was uh, was not badly compromised. The mm-hmm. left rear frame rail had to be repaired, but it didn't have to be replaced. Right. But floor pans and all the other stuff. Friend asked me, he says, how many, what did you replace on a car? I says, well, it's easier to tell you what I didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't replace the doors and the hood and the tail panel. Okay. And and the structure, hmm. you know, the, the, you know, uh, front core support and, and the front inner fenders and that kind of stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fenders and trunk lid and top and floor pans. So that car, if it was a small block or a 383 or a four barrel 440, um, I would not have justified it. I'm, I'm a guy that doesn't want to be upside down in the car. Yeah. Uh, I consequently end up doing a lot of the work myself, but the body work, I had I had a farm out to somebody that had the skills and mm-hmm. the knowledge to do it. Wow! And and there's and and there's a lot of money in that car. I'm sure from from the from the body and purely sure. body and paint. Well, we all I mean we all know you can't hide anything with black paint and just looking down that's she's straight and just a lot of work went into that. Yeah, to of, get it looked like that. A lot, a lot of work went beautiful. into that. To tie to some of the other, well, my goal for that car. <laughs> I'm getting close. I want to have it done by June, but I got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It has been invited to uh, the Hemmings uh, concourse up in Lake George, so I know I'll Very make nice. that. Uh, right now, what's the date of that? I think that is September the 13th. I okay. think, okay. Uh, and we'll get the AACA Museum to send in a couple of cars up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go up there with those guys. I think we're. I think we're taking a Datsun up. A 280 Datsun that we have in the collection, mm-hmm. and um, a, a, an open wheel Ford track car. Oh, nice! Yeah. And uh, I don't think I, I don't know where that car actually has a history, a real history to it, but it looks like it looks the piece. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the, so it'll there'll be a uh, this year they're featuring Datsuns. So uh, the museum, some of the volunteers will take. Fact is, it'll be volunteers will take it up there. Um, take the two cars up there, and, mm-hmm. and I'll take this up just on my own. Okay. But, uh, uh, so it's been a right because it's got a it's got a good story. I mean, oh, like sure. like I said, it's been you know I start I took it apart in two thousand and three, and here it is two thousand nineteen. Seventh put them owner. back together. Yeah. Uh, and every once in a while, where is that part? <laughs> well, I can tell you, I walked past the push rod for the brakes. It's manual drum brakes. I walked past that push rod six months and it was sitting right behind where you're sitting and I walk past that every darn day because here's this six inch kind of special bolt uh-huh. well it wasn't a bolt it's a rod 
and it's sitting in amongst fully re, fully <laughs> refinished and everything else, right. a bunch of other bolts. <laughs> and it was on the table where the master cylinder... Uh, hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. It was, <laughs> and I still have two parts like that that I'm looking for. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, one time I... Where's the hood latch? I know I had the hood latch on the car. Where the heck did it go? <laughs> right. Well, I finally found it. So, uh-huh. so it was that. It was that kind of thing. <laughs> the parts car has been helpful in some of those things. Mm. I was just down there the other day to get a, steal a part off it. It done every everything I need. Mm. Um, but, you know, I was thinking that just it segues me into need and what I got in the garage. Just to tell folks what I got. Oh yeah. We're we're, we're sitting here kind of in my man cave, in my garage, and we got a. I don't know. Two leather recliners. Let's two two leather recliners yeah. that were hand-me-downs. Well, how about that? I love your... Which is, my you my lamp, which is made out of um, worn-out race tires <laughs> off of the off the Corvette that I had, and a, and a worn-out um, victim of ZDDP uh, failure, and uh, that that's a failed camshaft. Uh-huh. So uh, there's an $18 piece of diamond plate sitting in there, and the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the tires are screwed together with... Uh, Wallboard screws, and so cool. uh, it's wired up. So uh, it actually didn't hook to anything, I don't think, because there's the plug to it. It is. But really as I was cool. telling you a while ago, I, I think I got tires to make eight of them. Oh but, my! And I think I've got camshafts to make four. So I need some more camshafts. Well, I'll put my order in now then. Uh, well, uh, you will get you one. <laughs> now, back there, on the table there, there's a, a Volkswagen camshaft, that little red one yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about that is the, the timing gear of the of the um, Volkswagen camshaft is part of the camshaft. Okay. So it just sits, it doesn't need tires, okay? And the camshaft, of course, is smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool little table yeah. band. Pretty cool yeah. little table band. But I was gonna get into the garage. Uh, if folks were here, you would you would see that I feel I've got pretty much everything I need. Um, I've got a full bathroom out here. It, it's a male only because when you sit on the commode, your nose is in the urinal. I'm sorry about that, folks. <laughs> but but also just a little bit about the thought that went into it. it it's a full bathroom, um, and it's got a small three-foot shower stall, and that was set up such that if I get something on me, I can go right over there with my eyes closed and go mm-hmm. go right into the shower mm-hmm. stall and turn the shower on. Smart. And and I've luckily, knock on wood, I've never had to do that. Uh, right outside the bathroom, I think you were chuckling about the fact I've got my own washer and dryer. Well, here. that's smart. Yeah. So, uh, so all of my, uh, I've, since we moved up here, I haven't gotten any complaints about my grease wrecking her washer. Mm-hmm. So shop all, rags never make it. Shop to the house. rags and dirt, <laughs> dirty clothes and all that stuff goes right in, goes right in there and and uh, works fine. Um, now this. Utility-wise, uh, everything is off of um, off of the house when you get right down to it. And what's the ceiling height? This is uh, it's a eleven eleven and and three eighths. Okay, and, right. and that's kind of significant because the lift that was going to cost me seven hundred dollars left less would work in a twelve, and this was supposed to be twelve. Okay, but the the builder actually put a little slope in this, and he didn't allow for the wallboard. Okay. So it turned out uh, we had to buy a little bit more expensive lift that was a little shorter. So mm-hmm. we put it up. Um, you know, the lift came came here local. It came from a local uh, vendor here in town, uh, and that's a great thing about Carlisle that I didn't realize uh, that one of the things about Carlisle compared to where I lived in Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. everything's here. 
Yes, it is. If if I need hydraulic hydraulic stuff, mm -hmm. I just go over here on the east of town, west of town. Mm -hmm. I need a machine shop. Going. I need powder coating. I I need soda blasting. Mm -hmm. It's here. Yes. And I think that must be kind of a function of the fact of, of what our industries are here, mm -hmm. farming and trucking, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much. Mm -hmm. in, in, and and plus Carlisle events. That's right. You know, that just pulls pulls all that stuff in. So I find that in in Virginia, it was a you know minimum of a forty five minute drive on a Saturday morning to mm -hmm. get there mm -hmm. if I could find it. Yeah. And um, up here, we're very fortunate. It's, it's a fifteen minute drive, so yeah. it's very. This is a great place for for car folks uh, because everything's everything's here. Yes. Um, continuing in the garage, I have. Uh, a bead blast cabinet that's got uh, aluminum oxide and glass in it. Then uh, a walnut shell cabinet, that's a smaller ca cabinet. Now I use that for cleaning up like chrome. Mm -hmm. I've been able to... Like pitting and stuff? Just Yeah, corrosion and stuff. Okay. Like on the 65 Corvette over there, what you find on that is all the interior chrome gets kind of cruddy. Mm -hmm. Not bad, but gets mm. kind of cruddy. Mm -hmm. And it's got all kinds of grooves and crevices and stuff. Sure. Well, you go into the walnut shell cabinet and just, just be blasted. Now it'll take the paint off. Right. Any, if you know, if you got a if you got a radio knob that's got a paint in the middle of it, that's going to go away too. Mm -hmm. But then you pull that out and you hit it with a, a stainless steel wire brush. So I've ended up not having not having to replace or replate a lot of interior stuff. That's uh, good it's savings. It's it, it's a good savings for the for the uh, for the owner. Sure. Now, is it as nice as brand new chrome? No, it's not. But uh, but it's completely serviceable, sure. and for for the folks that that I've restored cars for, and as I told you before, all, that that photo wall over there yeah, is all wall, wall all except the car down at the bottom, which mm -hmm. I was to my car. Those were all cars that I did for other folks, mm -hmm. and that's kind of why the, the heavy didn't get done because if I came out in the garage, mm -hmm. I needed to work on his car, not on my car. Yeah, and uh, so I've managed to do. Well, I guess there's 10 cars over there. And you were list. saying that this, this 65 uh, C2 is going to be going to the auction. It's going, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going, we hope we can get it. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a, that's an original owner car. Um, he, the owner has downsized. It was purchased in Virginia. It, uh, the owner lives in, in Maryland, but they've downsized and he's going to sell the car. Mm -hmm. He's got a good bit of original paperwork on it. Uh, it's a nice car. It's an ordinary two top Mm -hmm. Corvette, uh, four-speed, 300 horse, mm -hmm. uh, green and saddle. Mm -hmm. uh, and the kind of thing I ran into is a, that I'm an NCRS guy, mm -hmm. which is, is some people say, oh, God, you're one of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am one of them. But I've never done an NCRS restoration for somebody else. Okay. Both of my Corvette restorations were NCRS. You correct. had 263s, correct? I had 263s, and mm -hmm. they were done tough. Mm. Duntoff cars and, mm -hmm. and uh, by, you know they won the Duntoff award mm -hmm. which which means for those of it that aren't out there that means that at one point in time on one day everything worked on that car mm. and if anybody has ever known known about that experience with that on a Corvette fiberglass Corvette that's a challenge mm. I mean because it's like your worst nightmare <laughs> I mean because something will go wrong and mm -hmm. it's just and you get one shot at it. Mm 
Yeah. You, you, okay, that's you get you get to fix one thing. If it's a light bulb, you get 15 minutes. If at, or if it's you just launch the motor or whatever it is, you got 15 minutes to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then after this, oh, it's nice knowing you, Darren. We'll wow. see you in three months someplace else in the country because there's mm-hmm. like six of those a year. So you have to take it home, fix it, bring it back again. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's a trial. A, a, Trial. For example, I went and got got in this Corvette today. Just took it for a drive. I since I got it, I had to do some. It wasn't running when I got it. It battery was dead. It had mm-hmm. been sitting, mm-hmm. and temperature gauge doesn't work. So I got to get at that and fix the temperature gauge. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but rest rest of the garage, I got compressor in here, uh, two stage compressor. There's air piped. To everywhere I needed, I got three, three different hoses. One come to the field ceiling, one over there. Yeah. I can do the, do the cars. I even actually have it piped down into the basement where I store cars. So I got an air, Smart. an air supply down there to pump up tires. Yeah, and that's the only thing I need it for. Uh, yeah, and this is a 12 foot ceiling. It's heated. It's air conditioned, so it's dry. The cars, the cars do and well. And to here. fellow car fans, I'm telling you. I could spend at least a week out here. And not, I find a place. I'll sleep in the recliner. I'm good to go. It's, it's, I'll it's, tell you a funny story about that. <laughs> okay. We got friends. Some friends of mine would come up, come here for the car lot. Okay. And uh, they they came. They, they, and I, Joanne said to him, my wife Joanne. She says, "Well, Mike, you know, we got an extra bed." Joanne, why would I want to be in there? <laughs> yeah, I brought the cot. She said, "Well, you know, no, he said, why? He said." Got the TV out here so I can watch the NASCAR race. Uh-huh. Got the bathroom, got the shower, and Bill's got the fridge full of beer. So why? Check, check, and it's check. air conditioned. Why? Why would I want to be in the house? So, <laughs> so they they would. So we used to have. I can see people that. staying in here. So it was that. it was pretty fun. Pretty a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun that way. Um, see, uh, for folks, we we, uh, we got a soap soapbox dirty derby car yeah, hanging there and then one of the one of the boys ran that car for a couple of years he's the same one that took the svo apart okay you know and and that's a that's challenge a one, one direction you said not put back together yet but. not put back together yet because uh what you saw was that when i take them apart everything for a particular okay the alternator mm-hmm. here's a here's a baggie with a note in it mm-hmm. that lists all the hardware mm-hmm. okay I, I, what i do is take the baggie put the note in there and dump parts in it and collect all those bags, and then when I've got everything apart, then I pull out every one of the bags and notes and write down, you know, it's a it's a quarter, quarter twenty CAD plated what mm-hmm. with or and a head marking so mm-hmm. I know okay and it needs four and you broke you broke one and there's another one missing <laughs> so I I know you know I, I know what I have to find sure the Mopar was more of a problem than the C2s because I've done a bunch of them right. and I kind of know what they are. I mean, right. I can, I know what, you know, I, 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 for example, that little bolt that holds the brace for the headlight bucket motor, I know exactly what that little thing looks like. That's a very unique bolt, mm-hmm. not used anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know what ought to be in the bumpers and ought to be in the chassis and mm-hmm. on the frame. Rate. I don't know that with the Cudas. Uh, you probably know it for the vet by feel. I, I, I know it. I know it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like I said. I can restore one of those things in my sleep. The, the mm-hmm. Cuda is 
you know, for example, the, the problem with this car, this Cuda, was it lost its motor. By that I mean it was taken out when you were three years old mm -hmm. during a fuel crisis mm -hmm. that didn't bother you, but you sure as heck bothered your mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, but in 1973, the engine was taken out of this car, put in the then the second owner's basement oh, wow. for 12 years, and a small block was put in it. Now, after I bought the car, I talked to all the owners, and I talked to the second second owner. And I said, where's that engine? He said, well, it's, it's gone. He said, I don't even remember who I, mm -hmm. I uh, sold it to. I forget how. We did, we did track down the guy that he sold it to. Um, the, but he said, um, I still have a K member. So shortly after that, I went to New Jersey, went around behind his, his garage and found my K member, which was like, oh, yeah. you know, I could have gotten another one, but at that yeah. time I would have had to get it from another car. I think now they're being, uh, being reproduced. So I have the original K member in the car Wow. and I, took the K member, the small block, no, I took the K member, oh, yeah, yeah, the K member that I got from him had pieces of broken leaf springs that were used for the motor mounts. Wow. Because he put a small block sure. on a Hemi, a Hemi K member is unique. I would say so, yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, oh, it's a Hemi. Oh. Uh -huh. uh, so, uh, wh where's that leaving? I'm learning my way on this thing. Sure, Okay. Yeah. And uh, and it, you know, there's a table over there that uh, uh, that you saw that had all the hardware mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some other things thrown in there too. So, mm -hmm. uh, but oh, continue. So back, I didn't finish the story about the baggies. So I got all these bags. I write down all the details, and the black phosphate bolts, the bolts that have to be black phosphate, they go to a coffee can that's labeled that way, and then CAD and natural and whatever else. Mm -hmm. Okay, if it's gold CAD. There's another one. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so then they have these cans. And then I'll proceed to bead blast all that stuff, put them back in the can, can. And I don't worry about where it came from. All I worry about it, this is the black phosphate or the gray phosphate gotcha. can. Be, do that. You're categorizing, essentially. Yeah. Cate you know, but it, I, I got a bucket of bolts. Mm -hmm. Actually, I got five bucket of bolts. <laughs> and I'll send it off to the plater. Mm -hmm. And then it comes back, and I dump them out. Mm -hmm. And then... As I go to put the alternator back on, mm -hmm. I pull the card out. Oh, okay. I need this, 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 and this. And that's why you saw the one over there for mm -hmm. the the rear axle bumper. Yes, I did. You know, you, know, you, yeah. you saw that one, and it has. They're about, I don't know, let's just say they're quarter inch, mm -hmm. but they're a unique, a unique shape. And unfortunately, in that case, I have two of the four that I need. Uh -huh. So uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll get the other one. So uh, right. There's some good suppliers that stuff. Um, I'm thinking about the Hemi. Just yeah, we, no, we touched we touched on uh, the the museum uh, a little bit ago. Um, I volunteered to, at the museum. You can still go on there, okay? We're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and when I say volunteering, I go up there every Wednesday. This is a Tuesday night. We're we're sitting here. Yep. And uh, tomorrow morning, I'll go up there and get there around nine o'clock and. Work till about five. Um, never know what I'm going to work on. I was going to say you have a really wide open. You, it's when you were talking to me a few weeks ago. It's kind of a mixed bag. You we don't just know we just never know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, 
I'm, I'm on vehicle care, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a vehicle technician. Uh, there's a group of guys that, there's about four guys that are vehicle technician guys. They're on Mondays, and their whole thing is working on cars, repairing cars. Mm -hmm. They'll do a complete brake job. We have three kinds of problems. We always have dead batteries. We all have brake problems, and we all have gasoline problems. Mm -hmm. That's And that's pretty much the limit about as far as we'll go on repair, and that's really the Monday guys, is uh, re a leaky head gasket mm -hmm. or maybe a cracked head or, or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Complete engine rebuilds, mm, well, if we have to, we will. Uh, the biggest mechanical job that, that they did was to replace the clutch on a 1917 Pierce Arrow. And that's when I learned what a cone clutch is. I don't know what that is. A cone clutch, I would describe it as two drums that fit one inside the other okay. with with a tapered surface. And that tapered surface, from our original point of view, was um, the leather riveted to it. Okay. But what had happened to this car, it had dried out because it, it runs in a bath of needs foot oil okay. to keep it, keep it wet yeah. and keep it pliable. Well, it wasn't pliable, and uh, you were you were over at uh, uh, the um, Rolls Royce Museum yes. and owners. Uh -huh. Well, Mark was driving it. Mark, the, oh, was the okay? executive yeah. director, he yeah, was driving it one day, and all at once it you couldn't shift it. Oof. What had happened is the leather tore loose, jammed in there, oh, boy. and. Now the the clutch, I would I would tell you the clutch is probably fifteen inches in diameter, maybe a little bigger than that, and about three inches wide. Okay. So what it since it's tapered, it it moves in and out. Right. Okay. And and that's the cone. You know when mm -hmm. you when you move that taper in, and uh, it took us quite some time. Now it was resurfaced with the Kevlar. Okay. Uh, so uh, and that took a while to get to get that done. Oh, I'm sure. But it was a huge job. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about massive, it's a massive car. I would have had no idea that that's how that would have been. Well, I mean, and, 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 the, and the vehicle technicians, the guys, Dave and Bob, and uh, at that time, Paul, I guess, was there. Um, you know, they, they took it apart. Now, we've got motors manuals and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they, 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 they did that. Um, now the Wednesday crew that I work on will move cars into displays, out of displays. You know, car doesn't run. No, I can expect that tomorrow we're going to be getting ready, uh, going through some cars because we don't, we do not per. I say we. I feel like I'm mm -hmm. part of the family. I'm a, yeah, I'm part of it. Okay. Um, we don't buy cars. Okay. The cars are donated. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and we keep the cars for at least three years. Now, I don't want to say that we sell cars, uh, but you know, we, we don't get them with the idea we're going to sell them. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact of the matter is, depending upon the mix of our collection uh, and uh, what we've got coming, what we got going, that kind of thing, we will sell some cars. and. Mm -hmm. At Carlisle events, okay. uh, at the auction mm -hmm. here in three weeks, mm -hmm. we'll be selling a few cars, and tomorrow we'll be getting ready to work on some of them. Gotcha. Two weeks ago, I put a master cylinder in a 
in a 70 Dodge Coronet nice. that I think is going to be sold through eBay. One of the things about the sales of the cars, they're auctions. Mm. There's no insider trading. Gotcha. You know, I mean, if if the, the 70 Coronet would be a great parts car for me. It's true. Uh, I'd have to bid for it. Okay, but at least I know what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have some advantage. Keeping up close. Very, very. I know of one case where uh, a volunteer bought a car. Okay. Okay. Um, now, about what, you know, hey, so we move cars in and out of displays. We sometimes transport cars uh, or go, get, go pick up a car. Um, detailing cars, clean them, mm -hmm. get them to go on the floor. Mm -hmm. And as I said, getting them running. Um, solving a carburetor problem, right. dropping the tank out, replacing right. a fuel line, doing a brake job on it. Uh, as I said, and we're always going over to the battery store to get batteries. I mean, <laughs> they know all, you guys by name. Oh shoot! I mean, yeah, yeah they're always uh, <laughs> here. Comes and, Bill. Yep, we're, and they're and we're dealing with six volt batteries, but some eight volts. Okay, some eight volts. Okay, and some cars have unique size batteries, like the Avanti has a unique size battery. Hmm. So that battery doesn't go anywhere else. So we had a 41 Packard that was a beautiful car um, that also had a unique size battery. Okay. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, this we have about a, I'm just 165, 175 cars in the collection. And one of my favorite cars of the car uh, of the collection is a 1929 L29 Cord. Oh, wow. Now, now that's a front wheel drive car. Um, it's a, I think that's a rumble seat car, but I'm not sure about that. The cord, no. That wasn't a boat tail, was it? No, that that car was not a boat not, tail. The cord tail, did okay. a boat tail. Okay. This is not the coffin nose either. Okay. All okay. Right. When when you come up to that car, it's it's it looks kind of like a Duesenberg. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's mm -hmm. you know it, it's it's not unique like the A10, mm -hmm. the A10 was. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can tell because right there's the front differential. Um, well, let me tell you, at 20 degrees in February, <laughs> down in the building that is uh, not environmentally controlled, <laughs> with a six-volt battery, that's a challenge to get that sucker started. <laughs> that is, anything that's six volts is a challenge to get it started. Uh, and we have to do that. So, you know, that's yeah. what we have to do sometimes. Yeah. It's, it is cold storage. Uh, anybody listening yeah. out there, if you would, wouldn't mind, hey, give us... A Don bunch of money, and we'd air condition that sucker. Yeah, donate uh, for HVAC. Uh, yeah, we we, and we need that because that's hard on the cars. That yeah, that is hard on the cars, and yeah. we um, we do open that up occasionally. In fact, as I think we're offering, uh, starting sometime this month, um, a behind the scenes tour hmm. where you can go up to the museum and then, as an option, go down and go through the collection. And people people really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I mean. When have you ever seen a 1917 Packard motorhome? I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, well, we got one up there. Wow. And it's amazing for people to see that. We, that doesn't run. That, that, and we, 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 have, we have a airplane pusher. To, we have a tugger okay. to, move that, to move that sucker. And okay. Go, it doesn't get moved <laughs> at, at all. So, uh, well, I know that you had said, uh, just to give a, a sh kind of a, a preview to a future episode, Bill's going to work with me to see if I can get up to the museum here maybe uh, late spring, early summer, and we'll do an episode on that. I think uh, they wouldn't mind if you 
gave a bit of a, a teaser to the whole hemi, the hemispherical head. Yeah, that yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was, was right ahead. We're about three, four months ago, the curator said to me, hey, we're going to do a Mo, Hemi Mopar deal. And I got thinking about it, and I, and I knew a little bit about this. It's amazing to me. We're going to do this, and it'll start in like May of next year, 2020, so a year away. Mm-hmm. Got plenty of time to put this together. Okay. But the question I like to ask, there's two questions I think I asked them the other night. You at did the Mopar me, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the questions for people out there are, what was the first Hemi? When? was the first Hemi. I'll give you the answer real quick. I think it was 1905. Okay. Whoa. Now, I should have asked the second question first because um, what other brands other than Chrysler were Hemis? Uh-huh. And people say, well, Dodge. No, no, no. Dodge, Plymouth, right. DeSoto. Right. They're all, they're all, they're all Mopars. I was floored to, to learn that Aston Martin DB5, I think. Uh, 65 and up, flat six, air-cooled Porsche. All XKEs. And as I was telling you a little mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. I just learned that the predecessor of the, and I just learned this last night from an expert, the predecessor to the AC Cobra, the AC Bristol, mm-hmm. that six-cylinder inline was a Hemi. And the one that wow. I was telling you about it really kind of cool is you can actually go in to Harbor Freight and buy their 212cc <laughs> horizontal shaft lawnmower replacement engine that is part number 60363. Uh, it's a Hemi. <laughs> and my, my plan is to have all of those things there. That's so cool. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot more that I haven't told you about. There's just a, a lot of, uh, you know, Daimler 250 SPs. Mm. Uh, I mean, just, I, I think it'll blow people's minds. The only That's thing what they, you want. It yeah. just, and we'll have, we'll have some Mopars there, of course. So uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of cool. Oh, you cool. have a, a really fun, quote-unquote, volunteer job every Wednesday. I'm envious. We, we, it's a good bunch of guys. Uh, just mm-hmm. just a, for, to, to size that for people, Yeah. the museum, which is a 501c3, and I should say it's it's the AACA Museum. Um, it Officially, there was a bit of a struggle between the AACA Museum and uh, the uh, Antique Automobile Club of America. Mm. Anti- which is known as AACA. The, the Antique Automobile Club of America started the museum in 1995. It actually opened in 2003. Okay. Uh, they, the, the two entities have always been separate. The club set up the museum, as I understand it, as a separate entity, as a 501c3 charity, mm. so that people would donate to it, okay? And very practically that if it as I understand it if it failed if the museum failed it wouldn't take the club down with it that so, makes sense and and the point was they've always been separate many many AACA club members out there don't realize that mm-hmm. I think it's a shame what happened mm-hmm. uh, I wish it hadn't happened uh, but both entities are going their separate ways yeah. and, and that sort of thing uh, but back to my point before I lose track of it, we have, I think, almost 200 volunteers. 
up there. It's quite the. And those 200 volunteers donate, if I can put it that way, mm -hmm. upwards of 16,000 hours a year. Now that that includes the vehicle technicians, the vehicle care guys like me, mm -hmm. the guys that the guys that mow the grass when the grass mm -hmm. is growing, mm -hmm. the the gallery hosts, the administrative assistants, the folks that are scanning all the Tucker stuff, the Tucker mm -hmm. literature that we have, and mm -hmm. oh by the way, I think we have absolutely the finest display of Tuckers. We have three. We have Tucker VIN number one up there. Okay, and the only remaining of only one remaining of two automatic transmission tuckers. And they were one of the more very, I mean, incredibly innovative car for the time, right? The center, they were. The center headlight. Going center headlight there. moves. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the engine in the back, the steering that, driving, steering that car is like power steering. Because there's no uh, no weight yeah, on it. Yeah, true. But true. Tucker, uh, Tucker, Preston Tucker was very innovative. Jeez, uh, we have a test chassis up there. And... Uh, I need to look. Actually, need to get under one of the real cars because the chassis has the same type of suspension my trailer does. That is the rubber biscuit. The axle mm. moves in because uh -huh. you can actually see that. Now this this was a test chassis, uh, but we've got that, uh, and so it's just a great. That's a dedicated display that nice. that's there. That was. I don't know whether we actually own it or we got a loan agreement with the trust mm -hmm. that owns this stuff. So it's a, it's a tremendous. But this 16,000 hours, that's like eight full-time people. Yes, it is. You know, that's, that's huge. It is. That, that's huge. And, uh, and maybe we, that's also a testament to the area, the valley we live in. For those that are listening to this from all over the world and over the country, there are such passionate automotive enthusiasts here. And when you talk about all over the world, I was impressed. Uh, I was asked to, to curate a small display of Corvettes. Um, did that last year. And one, one day I'm... I had a guest register there, and I see this um, guest who signed in with, I think it was like, Seasum CZ. It said, I have a 72 Corvette. I'd like information. Seasum's dot CZ. I left that mm -hmm. out. Czech Republic. Okay. All over the world. Yeah. From all over the world is yes. where guests come in, and it just blows your mind that that mm -hmm. that uh i guess i used i'm overusing that but that's okay it, it's that's right. it it's amazing to me uh the people that come in there yeah and and that display of corvettes was great for the guests was great for the museum was great for the the national corvette restorer society how long a, do you usually run the, like that's months? a good that's good thank you for asking because uh -huh. the uh, the featured displays run about six months okay so i would tell people hey if you haven't been there in a year or two, you've yeah. missed at least right. at least one, if not two, great displays. Yeah. Right now, finishing up this month is land yachts. And <laughs> I mean, 18, 20 footers. Oh my goodness, they are. <laughs> well, we have a turntable up there, and we got this Imperial on it, and it hangs over both ends. <laughs> you know, it, 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 those some those, those cars are just. Huge, yeah, just just huge, and they're just hanging with chrome, <laughs> you know. And uh, and the point about it is, the museum owns a couple of those cars. Mm -hmm. We have a '65 Lincoln four door convertible. Mm -hmm. um, suicide doors on the back. Suicide doors. Suicide yeah. doors. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a funny story about that because I had to fix it one one time. Okay, but there's a couple of funny stories about that, and and I'm trying to think. 
I I don't think we have any other collection cars in that display. Now that that's coming up on the end of that display. Mm -hmm. uh, when that display goes out, then the Studebakers will come in. Mm -hmm. We'll have a thing there of Raymond Lowy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and oh, you know, just and the Dodge. There's a small Dodge display, Dodge Brother display that's there now. It'll go away, and Pontiacs will come in. And that'll be limited to like three cars. Okay. That's where the Corvette display was, and that's in a, a dealership-like room. Okay. Uh, that room is very, very well lit, mm -hmm. like dealerships are. The mm -hmm. rest of the museum is mm -hmm. subdued, subdued. Mm -hmm. It's been some some years since I've been there, but yeah. I remember it being that way. But I, I tell people and people listening, hey, if you haven't been there in six months, there's something different. That's great. Major difference. That's great. Okay. That, you know, so it's, and I know people can't can't be doing that all the time, but. Well, uh, sure. It, uh, it it does it does change over and and in May of 2020 we'll have I call it it's a heavy hey, and, uh, I will be uh, there so it'll I be will. so there will be some Mopars in there mm -hmm. we, will, we will do that I've got at least I want to see that uh, well for me seeing that DB7 he said it would be pretty impressive the, the Aston Martin. Oh, yeah. the Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. I gotta find that car, but mm -hmm. I, I got a I got a good lead on that. Good. Um, I thought it was a four. I thought it was four. I understand it was a, the um, the James Bond 007 car. Yeah, I was gonna say that's which what... I was correct that I think that's actually a DB5. I think. Okay. But okay. I'm not. You no, know, no, no, no. I think, I'm, I'm, I think you're right. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. I'm not. Yeah. No, I I thought it was a four. Uh, and the Aston Martin guy I talked to last night, oh no, it's a five, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's going to look in his documentation. And but the, the, to learn last night that the AC, the beginning of the Cobra, the AC yeah, Vista, that's, was a Hemi. That's pretty. That's and then the, my son is the one that put me on to the Predator, the, the Predator motor at the. <laughs> so uh, I got to see if I can get a cutaway display version of that. That'll be fun. And and. I kind of feel, I kind of suspect that Harbor Freight will say, huh, what you're talking about? Yeah. So That's what I, what I, my, my plan B on that is go buy one of those, take it apart, take the head off, show it there. Mm -hmm. And then after the show, I'll send it to my grandson in Texas and say, put it back there. It leads me to something else. I was at a, Please, yeah. that a, an AACA swap meet down in uh, Westminster a couple weeks ago. And okay. I walked past, guy's got two motorcycle heads sitting there. I turned them over. <laughs> it's a Hemi. And it turned out it was a 71 or 72 shovel head. Okay. Okay. And I went, and it's a Hemi. Yeah. And so I got cool. the, there's a, along with the Studebakers, there's going to be a Harley Davidson display. And when the guy that's curating that has some time, mm -hmm. you know, his job is to find me a couple of Hemi motorcycles, mm. Harley Davidson motorcycles. So, mm. uh, pretty Pretty cool. That is so, very, very cool. Yeah. Well, maybe just kind of as we wrap our, our final topic, the car that I was having to wipe my, the saliva on my sleeve, and that's the 2016 Z06 over there. We want to talk a little bit about how you took delivery of that and how you ordered it and made it your own? Yep, yep. Um, woke up one morning, and here back in 15, and I was sitting on the side of the bed, and I said to Joanne, my wife, I said, I want a new one. I want a new Z06. And she said, well, that's nice. I'm happy for you. <laughs> you don't get any money, and we're not having a car payment. So, so you have to figure it out yourself, sucker. <laughs> well, at, at, at that point, you know, we still we still had a 63 split window coupe mm -hmm. that I bought in 74, and I had done everything with. 
and uh, and we weren't really using it. And you hear this story, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, do I wish I'd been able to keep both of them? Yes, definitely. Wish I still had that. I still wish I still had that car. And that, if, real quick, does Joanne like to go with you? Is she she a, a fond co-pilot as far as going out with you when you cruise on the Corvettes? Yeah. Not really. To no. be real honest, to be okay. real honest about okay. it, I think she's she's past that. Mm-hmm. Um, she went on one road tour with me in that car. Okay, but you know, the, hey, we hey, we've all gotten older. Sure. We, we yeah. like the air conditioning and the comfort. Yeah, and, and that sort of thing. And we weren't using the car. Mm-hmm. I had to look for excuses to use it, but honestly, I wanted this car. Now, mm-hmm. did it make economic sense to sell a car that was still going up in price and buy one that's going to do anything but go down? But my feeling is you only go around once. Uh, I wanted to have a car like this at some mm-hmm. point in my life, and you know that, that's a, as much supercar as I can a- afford. And I will tell you, Darren, nobody in his right mind needs that car. You know, we people talk about a car you drive it at ten tenths or eight tenths. I imagine no that car, within normal human realm, you're probably getting two tenths out of it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, if first of all, if you nail it, mm. uh, you're, all you're going to do is break tires away. And mm. pardon me, those tires cost too damn much to do that with. Yeah. Now you leave traction control on, uh, and and it's not going to spin the tires. Uh, but if you get into it. I mean, and, and that you need to get out of first gear, out of sec, out of second gear, get into third gear, and and get on it. Well, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you're illegal, real quick. Mm-hmm. If you've done anything to bring it up to the point where you can get into it in third gear, mm-hmm. you're already illegal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I have done that, and you're over a hundred mile an hour in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the car accelerates, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah, yeah, two tenths. You know, you just, there's just no place to use it. Now, I've never tracked it. Okay. Um, I don't think I ever will track it. Um, but it's an unbelievable car. For the uh, for the fact, you now the MSRP on that car was in the 80s, okay? Yeah. I mean, nothing What you're getting, the value of it. The, well, please describe, it is the combination that you ordered it as, it's okay, gorgeous, and, and I know that the dealership then put it what in the showroom for a few days because right, right. it was it, uh, quite an eye catcher. Yeah, I was I was telling you, I I, I really liked the 2012 Centennial Edition, which was black mm-hmm. with some red with some red. The interior was gray, mm-hmm. but I went with a, a black paint uh, and red leather interior, and then I had the had the dealer at the time because it wasn't available from Chevrolet. Uh, put a red stripe on the wheels. And just, I, as I was telling you, mm-hmm. I lucked out because the wheels have a groove. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the detail guy, he had it done. took him longer to get it up on the lift and <laughs> get his paints out and do that. Uh, but then I put the, um, uh, what do they call it? Carbon flash metallic stripes on it. So it's a black on black. Mm-hmm. And then the interesting thing, I whether you noticed it or not, but I had it, uh, wrapped by uh, roses here in Carlisle. Uh, the whole front is done with Expel. The lower part of the rocker panels, the, the lower part of the door, and the rear quarter panels. Uh, Detail-wise, the A pillars are are, are 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 wrapped with Expel, uh, so it doesn't it doesn't get chipped. And the problem I've been having with it is trying to cure the stones getting thrown up on the side. Mm-hmm. And you would see. A stone guard that I made 
uh, and and it, of course you saw that uh, I'm showing you that I put rocker extensions on yeah. it. Uh, hopefully uh, the lower sills. Hopefully that's going to keep the tires off because the the trajectory of the tire of the stones coming off the tires and uh, are, are just they just that air intake back behind mm -hmm. the door just beats beats the decans out of that. Mm -hmm. And with this time of year, yeah, it's not snowing anymore, yeah. but the gravels Cinders and yeah, you know, it, it just just yeah. tears them up. And after three years, yeah. I need to replace all that lower uh, sill that lower rocker area. So I hope, hopefully, this these um, rocker extensions will will solve that. And problem. It looks nice too. I mean, and it adds it, a little yeah, flair to it. Yeah, it it's a tremendous car. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you can take that car out and and that's a that's a seven speed. Mm -hmm. um, so back to how I got it. She said no money, so I began to market the the uh, the sixty three. Um, I had a couple of offers. But what I wanted to do was to be able to pay for this thing. That was the deal. I, I didn't get any money. Right. And so, you know, I had a couple of deals that were that didn't quite get there. So I literally sat down on a Monday, pulled out a couple of pictures, wrote up a brief description and sent it off to to uh, legendary motor cars up in Ontario. Mm -hmm. And that was Monday. Monday afternoon comes back an email. It says what what's your price? So I didn't respond to that. I didn't catch that until after five o'clock. I called him the next morning. And for those listening, that is the legendary motor cars that of with fame. Peter Clute. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this has a good ending and it has a funny ending. Uh huh. Um, by Wednesday, we had negotiated a deal. In in the meantime, they said, "Well, how much you want for the car?" I said, "I want a new I want a new Z06," and they said, oh, "We didn't want to pay that much." And I said, hey, 85 was the number I gave him. And, uh, and I said, okay, I know what my car is. And, and, and I told him, I says, I know what it is. It's my amateur restoration from 27 or more than that years ago. Mm -hmm. But it's a very, very good car with good provenance. I, yes. I got a page and a half of NCR. So it's a Bloomington Gold, mm -hmm. Duntoff. But done 25 mm -hmm. 27 years ago mm -hmm. so it's been driven it's it's, it's a little tired okay yes. but i know what it is it's all original numbers it's all numbers matching mm -hmm. it's the original engine it's the original transmission and original rear yeah. so i know what this car is and i said but i want more than 85 oh <laughs> i said but here here try this how about i sell it to you through my dealer and they said oh we don't have a problem with that and that had the advantage that that when we when we struck the deal, because that as I said, Monday I sent it up there, called them on Tuesday, Wednesday we had the deal done, Friday morning the money was at the dealer. Friday afternoon we went up, signed it over to the dealer, and he immediately signed it to them. Which dealership did you went to Click Lewis in Palmyra? Uh -huh. Okay. Good good at the time, um, uh, Rick Risser was one of the owners at that time. He has since okay. sold his inter interest. Uh -huh. Good friend of mine, good okay, Corvette good. buddy of mine. Good. And uh, well, he was glad to put it in the showroom for a few days. Uh, yeah, it worked out. Now, when I sold it, and, and he had the money, uh -huh. was in early May. I couldn't even order the car then. Oh, May of fifteen. Okay, he he could order it, and I think it was sometime in the middle of May or something like that. And uh, I I ordered it, 
uh, ordered it this way, exactly what, the way I wanted it. And the advantage of going through him was that, that uh, I didn't have to pay sales tax on because I technically traded the car into him. Which I think is brilliant. That's... And, and the other thing, purely, uh, this was a, an accounting kind of thing, I didn't get any money. Nothing was exchanged. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was an exchange. It was yeah. an exchange. And uh, my account, I called my accountant about that, and he says, okay, but make sure you don't buy a truck. You need to, you need to buy something that's like what you had. And a car of special interest is what you need to buy, so you're probably going to be okay with the Corvette. Yeah. And, and Sure enough. If there's an IRS guy sitting out there, <laughs> well, I need to go look at that sangry guy. <laughs> so, so we ordered the car. And the car came in in July uh -huh. uh, when, it, when it was delivered to the dealer. I was at a convention out in uh, uh, Colorado, and he sent me pictures of it and had sent me the build sheet by that time and the window sticker and all that kind of stuff and sent me a video of it coming off the truck, and nice. I could hear that, hear oh. that burble, burble, burble. And by the way, we're going to... Bill agreed to raise the the big bay door, and we're gonna we're gonna have a little music for you here in a good, bit. Good, so. good. That'll that people enjoy that. And um, so then I said to my wife, I says, "Can I go get my car?" <laughs> so we uh, so we 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 kind of ran home in a hurry after the after nice. that. We were gonna take a little more, a little more time in the, the Rockies, but we didn't do that. Uh, we so, are just big kids after all. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that that that's um, that's what it is. Now, what else? I was something else. The Two years go by, and I'm going to take off on another tangent. Sure. And the 14-year-old grandson down in Texas says, Granddad, when are you bringing the car down? Uh, Got to give you another story. Like 15 years before that, uh, his, father and, his father and mother, before Nicholas came along, that's the grandson, uh, I lent them the car. They went off, took a couple of days vacation, and mm -hmm. when they came, they drove around down in uh, Skyline Drive and that kind of thing. They came back in, and my daughter-in-law walked in she says do you know how fast your car goes when you're not in it <laughs> i said no but i can imagine yeah yeah uh, I, i'll just make a comment my my son's a federal law enforcement guy so, okay yeah, that's all i need to say yeah yeah and uh so we go to texas keys get handed to the son grandson gets in they go out they're going for half an hour they come back and Grandson walks in and says, hey, granddad, do you know how fast your car goes when you're not in it? <laughs> I said, Nick, I think I got on it. And then he says, and I got it on the SD card to prove it. Oh, boy. Because that's got, that's got the performance data recorder. Okay. So, uh, okay. Which I need to get in the habit of running that all the time. Yeah. From, from just a safety liability point of view, True. people doing crazy stuff. So, True, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it's been... You know, it, it's been good. We got about twelve thousand miles on it. You're and, enjoying it. And I'm, and I'm enjoying it, and yeah. I'm really. Today was the first day I could drive it from the winter because I take the insurance off of it mm -hmm. and, uh, and don't drive it anyway. One of the I was talking about those side skirts, uh -huh. the Michelin Pilot Super Sport tires. Are yeah, super sticky, and that's why they and, and they stick out past the body of the car. Okay, yeah. And so they, they grab, grab and throw. They grab the stones and just yeah. throw it. And they just pepper the side of the car. So I hope. Hope this is a solution to it. I, had I known it would do what it would do, I, I would have ordered Aero Package Number One or something mm, like that. And, mm -hmm. and I was telling you, I, I put the Z07. That looks sharp. Out the outer spoilers. There's another piece that smoked glass piece in the middle that's adjustable. I I didn't go for that. Mm -hmm. These were these um, rear spoilers are 
relatively cheap. That smoke glass is a lot mm -hmm. more expensive. So yeah, I like the look of that so, too. So this looks a little more track like. Yeah, it makes loading stuff into the back. It, it, it's a pain in the butt. Well, you're not right? you're not hauling lumber from Home Depot, so no, you're no. okay. But when we go in, you were looking at some overnight going, bags and we, stuff. When we, you know, you know, yeah, you can you, you mm -hmm. pack stuff, soft stuff. This summer we'll do we'll do another road tour. Okay. Um, to the convention. Nice. We'll, we'll spend about a week in the car. Nice. Uh, I did have the opportunity. When was it? August away on the way to Texas. Yeah, we drove the back of the dragon. Okay. I've, the, the, yes. You know, the picture that you saw. The tail saw of over and there, then back of the tail of the tail of the dragon. Mm -hmm. The back of the dragon is what the heck? It runs from West Virginia down and it comes into Virginia at Marion, which is about exit forty seven on one eighty on eighty one, mm -hmm. and. That is as many turns as in back at the tail of the dragon, but it's about thirty three miles. Okay. So you got a you got a chance to take a breath. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's an enjoyable road and I can't tell you what the roads are. It ends up at a state park. Ugly mother state park or something like <laughs> something like that. I got a picture of the darn thing. Uh -huh. right? But uh, that's a wonderful Corvette road. I I'll mean, have to that check was, that out. Take my little my little ride out. Yeah, it, that that and I, it's like it's over like blue in the area of, in south of Bluefield, West Virginia, something okay. like that. I'm, I want to say Traverse. Oh shoot, I, I can't. Okay. I could look I'll on that, but but it comes it comes into Virginia like in Marion mm -hmm. where they got the hot and cold hot and cold water towers yeah have yeah, you ever yeah. seen those yeah that's pretty clever yeah, it's pretty pretty neat that comes into that town so. okay well maybe on a nice uh summer day you wouldn't mind taking me for a ride oh yeah but i won't scare you no because no. i'll scare myself no so. we'll, we'll, be, we'll be good yeah but bill thank you so much you've given up a big part of your evening something and, we didn't cover yet well you tell me is there anything that you wanted to put well, out they, there? no i you know we got a it's not a show place. People need to understand. No, like it's that. not a show place. It's a working garage. Yep. The fact is, I had a dust. I got two lounge, two two recliners in here, and the one that Darren's sitting in was all covered with dust. Then <laughs> it had things piled on it, so I got those things off of there. <laughs> if he leans back, he's he's going to lean into a turbocharged 3.2 liter yep, Mustang just... <laughs> motor, and 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 that small block Chevy that you got sitting that's sitting back there, uh, that's going to be a table. That's a really great idea. That's going to be that's going to be a table. That that what I call Mexican small block. It's a three fifty cast in, in cast in Mexico, mm -hmm. and it came out of the sixty six four and a quarter oh, wow. four twenty five okay. horse car. Yeah, and I had a sixty six yeah. four twenty five horse car, and when I got it, you know, as happens to many of those cars, those engines got blown up. Mm -hmm. the, the car had this turbocharged three fifty in it. Oh my! And um, and and being it's a, tur a turbocharged, I had a single, I think it's about a four-inch exhaust coming off of it. But um, what the heck the name of it? It's a classic from, see, that that turbocharged system is from like in the s late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Because I, I bought that car in the 80s sometime. And uh, it, uh, so it's kind of neat. And, uh, but the engine was a, cast piston mm. and uh, one day the uh, the the uh, federal law enforcement guy was driving it back when he was a teenager mm. he, we didn't have cell phones that day back then he called me he said 
Dad, uh, you need to come get me in the car. Oh, boy. I said, why? He says, it's running, but it's making an awful lot of noise. And uh, literally blew the, uh, the, the lands where, where the rings are, mm-hmm. blew them off the one piston and, and broke the skirt off. Hmm. Now, it, 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 it's all, it's, it's, it's a cast crank. It's a, it's a, it's a, a cast, it, it just couldn't take the turbo. Yeah. And and he, I, I'm sure just too much boost, too it, much pressure. Well, you know, it just it just he wasn't doing anything crazy with it. I yeah. know that. Yeah. And it just driving like I didn't got into it, and bingo, yeah. she busted busted a piston. So we used it one day at a at, at a tech session okay. for the uh, uh, NCRS because we always do tech sessions on how to build engines. Mm-hmm. So we did a tech session on hey, you got a sick motor. Let's take it apart. So we took it apart. That's pretty cool. So. Well, well, Bill, that, I have really enjoyed my evening it's been my here. My pleasure. This has been, this is, this is what a big boy clubhouse is all about, right here. This is <laughs> everything well, you need. Get the get the Hemi done and get the Dodge out of here. I get the Corvette out of here. Yeah. Well, get I, things cleared up a little bit. I would love to uh, also get a ride someday in the, my same birth year Cuda. So. Yeah, that's like it, <laughs> it's 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 a month month younger than you are, as, right. we, as we discovered right. the other right. day. Right, came off the line just a, uh, 30 days later. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Awesome. There, there, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I hope people enjoy it. Indeed. Okay, so what did you think of that? Wasn't that uh, pretty cool? I had the best time hanging out with Bill. In fact, that was one of the longer on-location interviews I've had in, in recent months. I was hanging out with Bill for nearly three full hours, met his wife, Joanne, great people, and so appreciate them opening up their home and their garage to me and looking forward to hanging out with them again very soon. Okay, I owe you an answer to the trivia question, and that is, what does SVO stand for? Well, the Mustang SVO was a limited production version uh, of, of course, the Mustang, and they ran it through um, just two years, actually three years. It was uh, 84, 85, and 86. And in that, at the time, it was their upper-end, fastest Mustang version, but it was uh, short or an acronym for Special Vehicle Operations, and that's it was a department within Ford, so the Special Vehicles Operations Department became, of course, SVO for shorthand. And uh, that was uh, quite an unusual departure from, of course, the, the V8 that was so common in the, the Mustang at the time. What was unique about the SVO is that instead of that, that 5.0 that we all know about, it had a 2.3 liter inline four-cylinder and almost a variant that was in the Ford Mustang II and, and the Pino. And in that, it was uh, turbocharged, intercooled, and had an output of about 175 horsepower, had a um, fuel grade switch that was added to the dash. That way the, the driver could determine you know, whether they're going to run as far as pump gas with premium or standard grade fuel. Uh, had some, uh, I guess there was one other thing, the engine didn't have the knock sensor too. Uh, that was, was a, a delete from the factory. It had a uh, Hurst shifter. And, uh, you know, they, they did some things just to uh, separate it from the rest of the, the Mustang um, family. So that's a little bit more on what that's all about, SVO, Special Vehicle Operations Department of Ford. Before we wrap up, I want to say thank you so much for sticking around for a long episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Continue to meet amazing people. 
And I thank Bill and, and everyone who's been alumni and part of this show and continue to uh, find great people and welcome you. If there's a, you or others that you know of, reach out to us. Send it, an email. We'll, we'll definitely take that into consideration. It's Cars of Carlisle and Outlook.com. I thank you so much for being here. You make this show. It's your podcast. We just happen to be in the driver's seat steering it, and uh, we want to always make it the very best possible for you. So until next week, I'll simply say to you, drive well, be well, and take care.